I'm still working on it. Yeah, we all need to follow you. What about you, Stephanie? I had a big birthday this year. <laughs> Very outspoken. Very passionate about the thing. Why do we need this again? I'm trying to understand. It makes no sense to me. But you know, the, yeah. you know I'm not a Brit, so I right. can't. Hey guys, it's your girl Basha. Welcome to Ask Basha video podcast. You know what time it is? It's Tuesday, so you know what's up. Um, welcome to what I think for now is the last of our happiness series. And today we're discussing how to create the life you want. And of course, I don't have all the answers. So I had to call you my big guns. I want you to welcome my queens uh, to the to the bottom left we have i have to look at the screen to see who's there we have mrs maua allen maua is tanzanian like all the women who appear on this podcast she wears multiple hats hence her background she is a public health specialist who is currently serving as a biostatistician at the pediatric hospital research department she's also an african print designer who uses her passion for african print to change a narrative about Africa. Her work is available on YouTube under Ma Afri Styles. And more about her blog, her Instagram, everything is on bashapowell.com. We also want to welcome back Dr. Sidel Ross, who's on the bottom right. Um, Dr. Sidel Ross is Trinidadian American. She's an anesthesiologist and pain specialist who currently practices per palliative medicine she's also a classically trained vocalist again multiple hats who uses music to care for patients living with life-threatening illnesses dr ross's podcast prescription in sound is dedicated to promoting awareness of the healing potential of music and is available on apple Podcasts and spotify we want to say welcome back again to american mrs dawn townsend ms LPC NCC and she's one of the leading licensed professional counselors in the state of Georgia and a national certified counselor. Dawn graduated with a 4.0 GPA from Mercer University obtaining a Master of Science in Community Counseling and graduated in the top 10 of her class summa cum laude from Spelman College receiving a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology. Her knowledge is vast having more than 15 years of clinical experience working with children, adolescents, and adults from diverse populations. She currently works as a COO and vice president of Hopeful Change LLC. And she's a psychotherapist in the group practice and the clinical compliance specialist and behavioral assessment and mental health evaluation manager for a local mental health agency. When she's not working, when she's not hard at work, sorry, serving in the capacity of therapist, you will find her serving her family and our surrounding communities. And from all the way across the globe, joining us live at 3 a.m. in the morning, enough respect to this queen, is my girl, Sanjoni Seti, joining us from India. Let me give you a brief intro on Sanjoni. She's a psychologist and mental health scholar. She has completed her master's program in clinical psychology with a master's of science in clinical psychology from Christ College, Bang Bangalore. Correct? Did I pronounce it right? Bangalore. Okay. 
Bangalore, and Bachelor's of Psychology Honors from Delhi University. Currently, she is an MPhil scholar studying clinical psychology. She has worked under a prestigious global banner of Amity. She was employed at Amity International School um, in Gurgaon as a school counselor. Sanjoni shows great interest in research in the area of mental health. She has worked with underprivileged children on topics of emotions and societal influence and with the elderly population on depression. Her research work is published in eminent journals from USA, UGC approved publishers. She is the recipient of the Aljula, now you all have me tying up my tongue, Locks, Arjula award winner as, as the best revolutionist 2018 for her paper, Societal Influence on Emotional Competence. She's also deeply involved in writing for mental health for her mental health blog, the madness for real. Welcome. This you know, this is a tongue twister. You all have no idea how hard it is for me to read all these bios. And I feel as though I'm judged because I'm reading all types of words that are beyond my vocabulary in different languages. But I do it for you, and I do it for the women out there who need to understand. The queens, the caliber of queens that we're bringing to this platform. Ladies, welcome yeah. to the Ask Basha video podcast. It's an honor to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What I love about this podcast is the fact that it's all female and we come from different parts of the world with different backgrounds, but somehow we have the same issues. Today we're discussing how to create the life you want. Many people don't realize they can actually have the life they want. You are the architect of your dreams. People cannot stop you from living the life you want. You can allow people to stop you from living the life that you want. So Dawn Thompson, you are the pro at this. So I'm starting with you. Can you truly create the life you want? Absolutely. Um, I think it takes a few steps, though, that we have to first um, make way for and we have to kind of understand um, yeah. before we create the life that we want. We have to first understand and recognize what is making us unhappy, right? So anytime we go or hear about a 12-step program, they always say that you first have to recognize and admit that you have a problem. So what we're talking about specifically is unhappiness. So we first have to recognize and admit that we are unhappy and also identify what areas in our life are affected by, by the unhappiness. So is it at work? Is it in our relationships? Is it with friends? Identifying those areas um, to be specific will help us to make the changes that we need. And that leads into my second step. Mm -hmm. You have to commit to make changes on a day-to-day -day basis that are effective to help you make those changes in your life day to day, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're having those problems or you're feeling that you're unhappy because of family issues, is it because you haven't set appropriate boundaries? Is it is it because of work and it's because you feel like you need to be paid more money or your worth is more than what you're being paid? So do you need to ask for a raise? What does that look mm -hmm. like in your life? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. lastly, what I always say with any change in your life is that you have to be consistent in your pursuit, right? We always have to make sure that we're constantly pursuing the things that we're trying to change in our life. And that happens on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel you. I see um, a freshman on the panel, Sanjoni, shaking her head in agreement with you. So, Sanjoni, what can you add to that? I mean, you 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 both work in similar fields. You're from a different culture. You know, I'm I'm curious to hear your take on can you really create the life that you want? Because somebody out there can be saying, yeah, you can say that because you have money, or you can say that because you your life is perfect. So it's easy for you to say, but can each and every one of us create the life we want? Yeah, so I would actually begin here by acknowledging the limitations all around us, especially talking about women. And when I talk about India, my cultural background here, the idea of an independent woman has come in much to practice very recently. You know, the idea that women can balance a career for themselves and they can have a family life. Uh, simple stereotypical ideas in India still exist that family begins when you have kids. So no one size fits all is something that I'm trying to advocate as part of a healthy mental well-being. So I still think one can create a life one wants. And for doing that, it is very important to understand the different contributions that, you know, a life holds. So let your education, let your experiences, let your own journey empower you. Mm -hmm. And having said that, I want to add here, uh, like, uh, like said previously, identify what causes unhappiness. I would also like people to add to that and define happiness for themselves. Mm -hmm. Happiness can mean differently for different people. Mm -hmm. Children have very different pursuits of happiness, you know, uh, the joy of eating, <laughs> the joy of playing. Yeah. And for an adult, it could be just a very fine, basic necessity of survival. Yeah. So uh, it is very different for different people. And I think one has to really uh, take note of that as well. Yeah. Um, Dr. Ross, how do you feel about, you know, one's ability to create the life that they want? Well, I believe it is very possible, mm -hmm. as, our, as other panelists have said, and I, and I can certainly say that for myself, it has mm -hmm. become a reality. Yeah. I speak mm -hmm. from personal experience with that. Mm -hmm. um, because for a long time I was unhappy, mm -hmm. primarily in my professional life, after mm -hmm. having achieved so much professionally <laughs> and academically and, and you know, all the accolades and, and the certifications and titles and all of that, mm -hmm. that, that did not satisfy a, a deep desire within me. There was something missing. There was a whole lot that was missing. Um, and so I had to take the steps, some necessary, mm -hmm. painful steps, but necessary steps to create the life that I wanted for myself. I had a vision in mind mm -hmm. and I figured out what I needed to do to achieve certain things step by step, mm -hmm. small actionable steps, little by little. And I just stuck to the plan and I have continued to stick to the plan. And so far, so good. The journey. Has, it hasn't been easy, but it has been worth it. And I am excited about what the future holds. And we applaud you for that. You go, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I may not be exactly where you are, but I'm right behind you. No, no, maybe. Maua Elaine, how about you? What are your thoughts on this? Well, I want to say first, the ladies have, have put in like all the ideas that I had in mind in terms of the journey into achieving happiness and the the little that i can add into this is the community mm. right so for me um, um part of what has helped me in this journey because it's a journey still and i 
I always joke around that when I grow up, I'm going to be doing this because for me, everything is still a journey. Yeah. So um, the other part is the community, really surrounding myself with like-minded people who have come to the realization that happiness needs to be pursued. It's an intentional living. So for me, um, when I when I was surrounded by this group of people, we were like, you know, iron sharpening iron. So feeding into each other, okay, what's going on? How are you? And redefining all these happiness definition as uh, some, some of the ladies have touched on. So I think in addition to what they have said, I've shared, um, surrounding myself with people who have the similar desire of, of this happiness and, and redefining happiness to be beyond just money. You know, it's, it's not that. Um, it's really being surrounded by your family, people who want, who care for you, care for your well-being. Like, so there's so much to it. So I really enjoy what the ladies have shared. Listen, we have just started and you all have inspired me already. I'm, I am, I'm, no, seriously, this is why I do this podcast. And this is why, if you all notice, um, listeners and viewers, you know, if you think I'm getting a little smarter, you know, in recent times, this is why, because I'm surrounded by a really smart woman. No, I mean, I'm listening to you and, and I feel so happy. You know, I believe to take up on what you all said, I believe that I now believe that our version of happiness changes as we get older, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. I guess it's linked to maturity in some way. Um, let me give, let me give it to you ladies straight. Um, the type of SHIT I would tolerate at 25. <laughs> I don't tolerate that at 40 enough. Okay? At 40 enough, I am not into SHIT. And as I edge, and I say edge, closer to the big fiber, my tolerance for people and situations that are contributing to my happiness is zero, child. Zero, okay? The older I get, the less mess I want to tolerate. Mm -hmm. Would you ladies agree that age increases the desire to increase peace and joy? Because it's like the older you get, you want to accelerate the peace and joy you feel in your life 24 7. Mm -hmm. Don Thompson, <laughs> um, I feel as though we, we do not address peace and joy enough with urgency it leads and and if and because we don't do that would you say that this can lead to midlife crisis you know is midlife crisis a real thing and if so what causes it i'm starting with don Thompson and i'm going to san joni city okay um that is a loaded question but absolutely i do believe midlife crisis happens um for not just women I, I believe it happens for men as well. Oh, yeah, um, and I think it is really connected to. Go ahead. No, no, no. I said, yeah, but what I know it happens to, for, no, I say I know it happens to men, but I want you to discuss us. Like, why it happens to us? Like, I, right. I just wanted to make it clear that it's not yeah. just us. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. So, in saying that, I, I think the midlife crisis happens because some of us realize that oh my gosh, we're 50 years old, or oh my gosh, we're hitting our mid-30s and we haven't done the things that we wanted to do in life, whether it's a career, whether it's part of having children and expand, ex expanding your family. 
I think it is all related to the things that we find that bring us joy and happiness. So when you get to a place in life and you feel like you're not necessarily where you think you should be at that point in time, it creates stress. It creates feelings of being overwhelmed, the feelings of unhappiness. So all of that kind of tumbles into other things in life that create stress in other areas that you wouldn't necessarily have it. But that in, in a summation is where the midlife crisis kind of starts. So it's a, it's to, to put it into context in a way that I might understand it from a layman's perspective. It's like a prolonged period of ignoring your happiness, putting aside your dreams. And then you, yes. you, you realize, Hey, well, I'm going to be 60 or I'm going to be 50. <laughs> And you go into like some sort of panic, right? You, you feel like you have to live the, Absolutely. A, full, a full 24 months worth of life that you could have lived in 40 years. Absolutely. And, and to add to what you're saying, not just that, it could have been, you could have thought that you were pursuing that you pursuing something that you were thinking was going to make you happy or pursuing something in life that you thought was going to fulfill you. And you realized it didn't. You realized you're left with the ball in the bag saying, hey, this isn't what I really thought was going to happen. Yes, I'm laughing, Bella, at, Dr. Feeling Russ. That. I'm I'm laughing at Dr. Siddharth <laughs> Rush's expression, but I'm coming to you soon. Sanjoni, how do you feel about that in terms of, you know, unhappiness leading into what we call, you know, a lot of us would say in jest, yeah, and he in midlife crisis, but you're dismissing somebody with a label of midlife crisis, not realizing that you can actually avoid it based on what Don Thompson has said. How do you feel about midlife crisis and what causes it? Yeah, so I was coming to the labeling bit where, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mental health overall is a lot of stigma in India till date. And uh, labeling women or labeling children or labeling any different form of life is uh, very common in India. And it kind of just, you know, creates a minority in that situation. Now, having said that, coming to middle life crisis, you know, I would rather than calling it or terming it middle life crisis, uh, to give that respect to each and every woman out there, I would just call it that they are in that stage of their life where they reflect and they evaluate their goals you know which have changed previously so um, i think what people miss out usually is the fact that uh, when you're in a different position in your life which i mean at different stages in your life you evaluate your goals and your goals keep changing mm. and you know so once you move from your 20s to your 30s to your 30s to your 40s you look back and you say hey i planned this did i achieve it mm. uh, does that achievement make me happy anymore? Do I want to continue or do I want to alter my goal based on the situation, based on the current new age, different life phase I am in? And um, I think all of that, along with other contributions, you know, your physical body is changing, your mentality is changing, your social structures are changing. Uh, so based on the phase in your life that you're in, the developmental stage in your life you're in, your goals would change and so would your happiness and means for it. Okay. Dr. Russ, what do you have to say to this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that this is, this is me. This is, <laughs> this is just, this, this whole issue is all about me. Huh? Um, <laughs> because I have, because I've lived this, right? So and one of the things that I had to do is not just kind of define happiness for myself, but also define success.
for myself. Mm -hmm. um, because I believe that happiness is a key ingredient to success. Mm -hmm. Are you reading minds? I mean, can you leave my next question alone? <laughs> what the hell? I, 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 in the recipe of success, happiness is a key ingredient. Mm -hmm. And success for me became doing the things that make me happy, doing whatever I can to make myself happy throughout the course of my day mm -hmm. so that I can become the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. Period. Period. Very simple. It wasn't, so it was no longer, but I'm not diminishing or discrediting what I have achieved so far academically and professionally and all of that, right? I'm proud of my accomplishments, but I am also learning to be proud of my simple accomplishments, like planting something in my garden, Gardening. Mm -hmm. taking a nap. You know how uh, huge that is to me? Like a nap <laughs> during the course of the day, just to refresh and restore and, and invigorate. Like that's a, that's a huge deal for me. That's a big win when I get it, mm -hmm. you know? And, and finding a new hobby. Mm -hmm. Those are the things, uh, those are big achievements, achievements, big accomplishments in my life these days. And, mm -hmm. and, no, and not less, um, no less important or significant than the, than the larger yeah. Uh, yeah. achievements of my life, seemingly larger achievements of my life. Mawali, let's see what the African has to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> about which one now? Is this like the midlife crisis? <laughs> Anyone, pick, check your shot. Uh -huh. <laughs> Well, I, I think midlife crisis is, is real. Like we, we have so many examples of those things happening. And as, as the ladies who are speaking, I started wondering, did I hit, I know I'm not up there yet, but did I hit my mid, midlife crisis? <laughs> and, 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 and I think I did. When I reflect on it, I, I can be vulnerable a little bit. We so need to. I think I did. And uh, it, it came about in a very funny way because as, as Sanjani has said, you know, have you set goals? I had goals for like everything. You know, I, had, I knew when I wanted to have my kids by, I wanted to do it by this time, you know. The only one I didn't have was about being married. I didn't know when I wanted to be married. But um, it, was, it was incredible that at that point in time, I think it was sometime in 2018, I just felt like I wasn't being challenged. And so, and, and that was very strange because often throughout my life, whether it's academically or otherwise, I, I love the challenge because within that, you know, I, I get to create things, I get to have, you know, these ideas pumping and whatnot. So mm -hmm. when that happened, I found myself going backwards and I was losing interest. And I was like, why am I doing this? I ended up stopping work and everything. I just focused on my daughter at that time. My little one, I had a one-year-old. And soon enough, after I did that, it totally reshaped. I started, I tried a new venture. It failed, but still the, the idea of trying was just so motivating again. Mm -hmm. and, and then after that, I picked up on. And so I, I, I see what Dr. Ross was talking about, you know, being able to, to do something that you love and enjoy. Mm -hmm. it, it's so important. And I know it's a privilege, but at the same time, I think we forget to seek those things 
you know, yeah. or, or we are tied up in other things to provide and to take care and do all these other things. So we forget to nurture that little part of ourselves that yeah. requires that. So I feel you. I feel you. I um I'm pretty sure if if we would raise our children to focus on happiness, and this is why I said Dr. Russ up there reading minds as usual, you know, um, they would be more successful. Um, I feel like if I knew then what I know now, I would have been a happier person a long time ago. Like I wasn't always happy. Now I thought I was because but because I feel as though you're growing up and you, as a child and what around you seems to be normal and you grow up and you become more enlightened and more exposed and then you realize what's abnormal about it. You know, when you're a child, whatever around you seems to be normal. If if you're starving, you don't get dinner any night and you think that that's the world, that's, that's how it is, you know, until you are enlightened. So I, I recognize for a few years now that one of the things that, that I missed out on or, or, or I might have missed was the, the importance of having fun, like as a part of promoting wellness. And I remember the way we were raised, I honestly felt that um, having fun was idle. Like it was a bad thing, like especially when you're raised to achieve great things academically. Um, fun was not a part of my pie charts, you know, and I took for granted for a very long time the importance of having a hobby. And I actually thought a, a hobby was being able to go on vacation. And that's not a hobby. That is a luxury, like being able to go on a vacation, but it's not a hobby. And, um, you know, I always keep it real with you all. And, and for me now, as a parent and, and as a, a grown and sexy woman, and the sexy has nothing to do with physical, it's just, it's just a term I put to say I'm not old, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I now understand the importance of teaching my kids how to focus on happiness when making life choices, because I didn't understand that. So Sanjoni, you have done extensive mental health research in India. What are some of the key things you can share with us about maintaining mental wellness and happiness as you're raising teenagers and children? How do we tie that in to raising our children to make sure that they don't experience some of the roadblocks that we did because we were not exposed to all this information? Many years ago, we all felt like having fun was, who has time for fun? You need to study your book. Right. So um, I think when I talk about India particularly, we have a lot of cultural influence when we talk about from our generation to generation. It's like, you know, we call it a ripple effect. So if one generation is not happy, they seek that burden on their shoulders. And when they become parents, they transfer it automatically to their children. That's so now, these days, we see a lot of kids uh, with, you know, just naturally born with that sort of anxiety already present mm -hmm. in them. Uh, they want to be perfectionists. They want to achieve goals. They want to please people. They want all of it. And in all of that, they kind of forget, um, like you said, you know, what is happiness for us? And um, in India, I don't know about other countries, so I wouldn't be a good speaker on that. But in India, particularly, when I was growing up, um, we were told to invest in education, we were told to invest in activities, but nobody ever told us invest in your self care, invest in your mental well being. 
the idea of mental well-being was never there so now that you know i would want to definitely tell parents parenting plays a very big role um you know in your early years and you see the effect in your uh, adulthood mm -hmm. so strengthen the coping mechanisms teach children better coping mechanisms don't tell a child don't be angry mm -hmm. tell a child if you're angry teach them how to express their anger mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know that is the difference that we need now to kind of work on our mental health that will mm -hmm. eventually lead to happiness mhm mm mhm mm yeah that's what i have mm -hmm. to say so um don thompson do you believe that that happiness is a core part of um you know success you know like we were always fun this that the pie chart is more 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 structure for academics and 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 perhaps if you have a child that you see may excel at a particular sport you may lean towards it not as a hobby not not for fun but right. for a greater purpose in your mind it's a greater purpose you know how do you feel about that yeah i i definitely think it it is one and the same it goes together um and just like miss sanjoni just said i think a lot of times with our children we don't invest enough in our children emotionally to understand where they're coming from. And I think just really taking the time to really understand what our children are trying to communicate, um, because all of the emotions that children have, we have them as adults, you know, and they're normal feelings, they're normal emotions. We all get angry, we all get frustrated, we all get stressed, we all get sad. So I think part of the process is normalizing those emotions and those feelings and enhancing those coping skills that was already discussed so that way our children are better and and are better and more effective at being able to cope with the stress of life because we all have stress in our day-to-day -day life it comes at us from every direction some that we can control and some that we can't control but we also know that a certain amount of stress is necessary for us to to function at an optimal level for ourselves and mm -hmm. for our mental wellness so i think it's important and i I'm a firm believer that, you know, we work hard, but we also play hard. You know, it's important mm -hmm. to balance your life out. And life is really all about balance. And that's where I think the root of happiness is, is, is having that balance in your life. So uh, I want to pivot, um, but, but still stay on the same topic with regards to working hard and playing hard. Because one of the things that I, that, that made me want to do this series as well is um or this particular topic i should say you know in terms of okay we're telling people we're defining happiness for them but we're not talking about the how you know how do you achieve this etc and um as i as i admitted earlier i grew up thinking and I, and I can't blame an individual for this i can't blame a parent or a relative for this like it was just the society around me it was my friend's house and and other people's house like fun was a bad word you're idling you know like nobody would ever say to you go have some fun <laughs> they were like, right. like go pick up a book <laughs> go Absolutely. find something to do oh go find something to do it was never about they didn't make it feel right and and um sanjoni said he said something that dr russ immediately connected to because i saw her eyes when when she, you know when you talk about how the parents handed down their ways and and so so technically we were raised to have anxiety. We were, it was handed to us and we took the baton and we ran with it, you know? And we, we can't really blame our parents. We need to blame their parents and the parents before that. Because one of the triggers I had, and I said, hey, we need to do this topic 
you know, it's because I realized that no one spoke to us about doing what we love. But there are very few people who got that advice. We, we, was, we were told, to, we were pushed towards a certain direction for certain careers because of a profile, not because of purpose, you know? Right. And um, this may have been something our parents might have wanted us to do, or we felt influenced by our environment to do. And sometimes in some cases it's cultural. Um, but what I stumbled upon, not that I didn't know, but it didn't connect. I mean, a, a couple of Fridays ago, as you know, I've started my new hobby, which is golf. But I had to collect something on the golf course a couple Fridays ago. And not, not in course, at a club. And when I drove up there, I was just surprised to see how many people were playing golf on a Friday morning. <laughs> now, where I come from, they will call that idol, right? They wasted time. They have nothing to do. Those are the words I would hear, right? But you know what's funny? I realize that happier people are more productive people. And organizations need to realize that too. And, you know, I believe that the, more ha the happier you are, the more productive you are. I believe that the more productive you are, the more successful you become. The happier you are, the more successful you become. And until we realize that, even in raising our children, because if we realize that, then we need to hand these new habits to our kids. Let them, we, we, we make them feel that school is everything. We recently took the bold decision to homeschool our son so we can focus, the last one, so we can focus on more lifestyle things. That he can, because you learn a lot by traveling. You learn a lot by experiences. And I realized that it was a radical decision, but my husband and I, we're not out here to please the world. We, you know, when we open the fridge, we ain't seeing nobody else but what we buy to put in there. So we're like doing what's up for us. Because we, we, we are in touch with ourselves and we recognize what we may have missed. And we want to make sure that we don't make the same mistake because we're not perfect either. So I believe that happiness is in fact an important ingredient for success and i my advice to our listeners and our viewers is really take some time to think about one if you're happy and two if you're not how to get there are you making time for fun and that's my question are you ladies making time for fun because i am ready <laughs> Clearly, I am. Yeah. <laughs> no. Call me. You know, and some people will say, well, let's go to eat. Like, no, no, no. Everybody needs yeah. to eat. That is not having fun. Um, Mau alluded to it earlier in this broadcast when she talked about um, community stuff. You know, I have been able to, to, to get a better appreciation for community activities as well as a result of trying to do more and to have fun. Fun is good. Yes. You feel yes. me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in last week's podcast, the ladies and I discussed, does money make you happy? And whilst we're not discussing that today, we need to discuss it. <laughs> because I thought it was very interesting. Um, and my what? we don't need your perspective on it because you, 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 were, you were very... 
Oh yes, I was <laughs> the last time we talked. Oh to yeah. Her. I think she wants you ladies to go right ahead and share your version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make you happy. I want to hear it. Remember you, you, it's the AT and T feel me again, right, guys? Go talk to them. Uh, and you were like, ring the calls, ring the calls. <laughs> Sam Journey, since you're the freshman, does money does money make you happy? So the answer directly to tell you is no. Okay. Um, I'm a person. For me, happiness is a very inner emotion, and uh, what I see, money is part of the success, which is result oriented, which is the outcome for me. So I'm merely a very journey oriented person. I love the process of evolving. Mm-hmm. and money is not part of that money is just a little a little part of my outcome and in my par chart the contribution of the percentage money would hold is about 10% maybe okay. but there are so many different things like you said you know the part of having fun mm-hmm. for me spending time uh, in a day which is uh, my time with my dogs talking to them boring them to death <laughs> just <laughs> cuddling them just i need love uh, <laughs> Is my fun? Is your so, fun? At least you're having fun. Don Thompson, does money make you happy? And and we didn't also, also you could you can also address the choosing a partner who can be a um a significant contributor to the bank. Okay, very important. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Don Thompson. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's all relative. Um, to be specific, does money make me happy? No, but money is a means to an end, right? It is what sustains us in our lifestyle. It's Mm -hmm. what maintains our ability to continue to do the things that we want to do. I've always been a person that has made a little go a long way um, because we didn't necessarily have a lot of things as a child, right? Mm -hmm. So you learn to make it work for you. But as Mm -hmm. you mature and as you grow and as, as an entrepreneur, as you're trying to do more things, you know, you need money to sustain your business. You need money to make those things happen. So mm-hmm. um, yes, it's necessary. It's absolutely mm-hmm. necessary. And I do believe in two people bringing something to the table. It doesn't have to oh. equate to the same, but it has to be something that is actually being brought to the table. Um, and you know, I could go on and on about that, but I, I think we all understand what that really yeah. means. We and, understand. And, and just making sure, yeah, just making sure you're part of the 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 process and in helping us to succeed and not being a hindrance correct you know i I asked my husband this question as well because you know i have have, i'm very vocal about these things and i wanted to make sure that me and my man were on the same page and he's like listen money don't make me happy but it maintains my happy life okay (laughs) that's right (laughs) (laughs) he always has the punchlines to give me he said it maintains my happy life so you stay there so dr russ let's talk, talk to us about the money the man with the money, everything. I want it all. I want it all. Yeah. Oh, well, bring the cows, milk the cows. <laughs> Listen, I sacrificed a whole lot of money for my happiness. Yeah. So, yeah. A whole lot of money. Yeah, I know. Um, but it was certainly reassuring to have a life partner who could. <laughs> Who could provide the, the, the monetary cushion, you know, that, that kind of that that kind of resource, among other types of, of resources, of course, the emotional and the spiritual and the mm-hmm. the, the, the other types of support that I that I need. Mm-hmm. But certainly to have him there 
available and committed to taking care of us financially was helpful. Yeah. I, will, I have to be completely honest. Um, could I have done it without him? Yes, it would, have, it would look differently. Mm -hmm. it, it would take on a very different appearance. Say the, the way that I would go about doing things would be different. Yeah. Um, but but I, I would say that it is the, the money didn't make me happy. The money, certainly as everybody else has said, is a means to an end. Money can give us the, the experiences yeah. that, that, con, that contribute to our happiness. Mm -hmm. And I, I try to impress that upon my children now because even mm -hmm. at the tender ages of seven and four, Mm -hmm. Because I, I didn't have anybody to explain this to me. I mean, I, I always thought that, you know, money was really what you needed <laughs> to, to, to get you whatever you needed in life. <laughs> and every, yeah, money was the root of it all. And once mm -hmm. you had that and a lot of that, you, you would be you're set for life. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know? And yes. so I had to learn, learn some things the hard way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but certainly... I, I don't, I'm not going to say that I don't need the money. It helps you maintain that a is, happy no, life. That is not going to be true. <laughs> and you know, we all know that song, no romance. Right, I'll buy nance. Okay. I'm not a gold digger. No, 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 no. I'm not a gold digger. I know what I represent. I know my worth. I know what I contribute to the table, you know, yeah. but certainly having the, the money, whether it, it's my own, whether it, you know, my husband, it's all, it's all ours. It's community. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. It belongs to us all. Yes, to the community. <laughs> and no. it helps to maintain and promote our happiness. My That's happiness, right. his happiness. Because, you know, when we're all happy, everything works well. Yeah. And I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, just, just to add, because I know this is, how you think as well i mean it it helps us to even contribute to the larger community for those who don't mm -hmm. have so if we didn't have extras how are we gonna tide and how are we gonna help st jude and how are we gonna help the church yeah, and so the on? countries and the food and countries, the countries and, so and all that you know mm -hmm. so because you're very involved in your community so if you didn't yeah. have the extras then you won't be able to do it correct <laughs> you know so yeah so and on a final note and i asked my husband what he think about choosing a partner who has the means and he's like you can't make love in a hungry belly. He's <laughs> <laughs> correct. Right. So we, we as, much as, as much as we want to be idealistic, we, we need to be factual, you know? We got to go mm -hmm. in a grocery, ladies. So um, I know that you, we, we went through some major steps, and I think this will help our viewers in terms of how to create happiness. And of course, this is not the last time we're doing this session. You know, happiness evolves, and we'll have more to do. But I wanted us, I wanted to do an open mic, as usual, our wild card segments. And what do you ladies want to sound off on this week? Don Thompson, I'm starting with you. What are you sounding off on? Yeah, I wanted to um, sound off on the collapse of the residential building that happened in Miami-Dade County in Florida. Um, yeah. There were, I believe there were 10 deaths accounted for. I, I, I believe there were still 151 people that are still unaccounted for. Yeah. Um, and it's just sad. 
it's it's a very sad situation and it's a a lot of things that we're still dealing with as people in our communities and dealing with loss and dealing with um, the tragedies that we're seeing in the world across, you know, across the globe. Um, but yeah. it goes to the point that, you know, yesterday is gone, tomorrow is not promised, and today is called the gift, the present, because it's a gift. So I think it's important that we live in the present moment as much as we're able to, because that's yeah. what the Lord has blessed us with. And that's why it is yeah. is called the gift. It's the present. It's a present. Well said. What about you, Mawa Alain? What do you want to sound off on? Well, I wanted to echo what Dawn um, has shared. And the reason why I want to echo what she has shared is, um, uh, uh, Baja, you know, as, as a family, we are transitioning to uh, Florida, yeah. uh, so Tampa area. And as a mother, you know, I'm, I'm looking all kind of places. I need a apartments, I need, you know, a house or whatever. And then when I saw that, you know, my heart sank because I hear and, you know, it's really hard to process it because I'm yeah. like, okay, I, it's just by chance that I'm here and not there. Yeah. And what, what if that had happened to my family while yeah. we were in Tampa? So my heart God, goes out. God forbid, yes. God forbid. Yeah. My heart goes out and- yeah. we, It's we, a very I sad mean, situation. It's really, it's really sad. And so yeah. my prayers are with the families and just yeah. hoping that they will find, you know, life more so than the tragedy that we are finding now, so. And if it's any consolation, I mean, we, our hearts and prayers go, go out to the family. But I hope that whoever, you know, the people involved in this tragedy, that they would have lived a happy life. We can't change what's done, you know? So, Sanjuni, what do you right. want to sound off on today? So, uh, keeping, you know, that my, uh, keeping in mind the COVID times, a uh, lot of uh, mental health issues have come up in India, uh, you know, at the, the due course of the pandemic. And I just kind of wanted to bring to light, uh, since in India, a lot of people are not aware about mental health and the qualifications of mental health professionals. So the idea that every second person has started talking about mental health is great. That's great. But the, but the fact that they might not hold a degree of relevant clinical experience in dealing with those sort of issues. Mm -hmm. uh, and these are very sensitive issues about human life. Mm -hmm. So I was just trying to bring that awareness into people that, you know, clinical psychologists, psychiatrists, psychiatric social workers, mm -hmm. they all undergo intensive training programs and at least six to eight years of education. Mm -hmm. so I want people to start respecting that and not making a mockery of mental health in India. Oh, yeah. Well said. And we hope that you're listening. I hope yeah. our Indian listeners are uh, taking note. What about you, yeah. Dr. Ross? What are you sounding off on today? Well, on a lighter note. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I you for am, that. <laughs> I am getting ready for my getaway trip, short mm -hmm. trip. But again, these are the things that make me happy, that contribute mm -hmm. to my happiness. Don't apologize. Keep, keep it going. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Um, getting ready to soak up some sun, lie on the beach. Mm -hmm. And so... I have my my uh, my sunscreen and you know my protective garb with me, packed, ready to go. And it's really important because, in particular, people of color under this misconception that skin cancer does not affect them. 
Mm-hmm. I, I've heard it multiple times. Oh, that doesn't bother us. Really, that's not for us. So wrong. Mm-hmm. And the problem is when it is diagnosed in people of color, it is already advanced. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. So we really have to, pre- to take care of ourselves, protect ourselves, protect the, mm-hmm. our children, especially. My daughter has moles. We're watching these moles every year. You know, children, we are all at risk. Yeah. And there are really there are ways that we can do this. Of course, you get your SPF 50, SPF mm-hmm. 50 recommended. Okay. Reapply multiple times throughout the day, especially if you're getting into water. Mm-hmm. Protect your skin in stylish and sexy ways. <laughs> For example, in, in, you know, I'm all about that. the visors. There's some really beautiful stylish visors that are available and for women like us with the natural hair and the puffs and the afro puffs and all of that visors work really well Mm -hmm. the wide brim hats as well some of them really exaggerated but i love them (laughs) and you know protect your your arms wear your you know light pretty shawls when you go out yeah and there there are ways to do this because we need to we, we can look stylish we can look you know yeah but we well have to protect together, but we need to be safe at the same time yeah sounds good well my sound off is cathartic i have just found a new bible that every woman needs to i mean i shouldn't i shouldn't make it parallel sorry my apologies but you know what i mean you know i always talk about a female bible that we all an invisible bible that we read even though we were from different backgrounds but we still had the same issues so <laughs> I hope you take the analogy in fun and not, you know. Um, but I have just discovered the new book um, recently launched by Dr. Shefali, uh, A Radical Awakening. And I think that every woman needs to get this book. I don't know, Dr. Shefali, I'm not getting any money for this. It's just about, <laughs> it's just facts. And and really, it, I, I felt like she wrote that book for me. And I know it's not me alone going through this. And, and, and the whole just you get to a particular point you know when you you can't do the things you used to do at 25 and you can't tolerate what you used to tolerate at 30. you know you're just grown and and you're over it and you need to be unapologetic about your happiness you need to run towards your passion you need to sever ties with the people that you know it's just not working because they're holding you back from rising to your greatest potential and it is just an uh, a masterpiece of what inside the brain of most women over 40 looks like okay i think i got too passionate all right so <laughs> ladies on that note i want you to tell the people where you are because for me what i love about the arts basher video podcast is that we are a growing global platform for women my queens pull up from every part of the world, San Joni, where you at and tell that where you at. <laughs> so I'm from Gurgaon, India. And like I said earlier, it's 4.30. It's 4.30 a.m. a.m. in the morning. A.m. Um, now I have no signs of my sleep. Oh, my Lord. Thank you for doing this for us. Dawn Thompson, where you at? I'm in Georgia. Georgia. Mawalin, where are you at? I'm in Connecticut, moving. (laughs) (laughs) Next time you hear from me, probably I'll be in 
Tampa, somewhere Florida. Tampa, Florida. Coming yes. all the way from Tanzania. You see? All the way from Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. You know? The girl yes. travels and Dr. Sadal <laughs> Russell, where are you at? Yes, so I am here in Bergen County, New Jersey, in the Garden State. Mm -hmm. Yep, just outside of the Big Apple. Nice, NYC, baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm in the A, like I like to call it. Every time the plane touches down here, I'm like, I'm in the A. No other place to be but Georgia. Um, I want you to just go follow all these ladies on their social handles, yeah. Instagram, their blogs, their websites. It's all in the article associated with this podcast. But um, go follow them. You know, you, you've seen what's up. I mean, every Tuesday, every Tuesday, I look forward to bringing this podcast to you all. And I have no idea if we have more men than women following us because, you know, <laughs> these women are so beautiful. But I hope that each and every one of us can make a could touch somebody in some way so that their life will be better i wish we could go on and on yes. but all good things must come to an end this is a reason we created this podcast to bring out standing women together from around the world it's a revolution you know i want to leave you with this there's a reason why god gave you your own brain so you could conceive things he followed up with two eyes so you can keep looking forward Mm -hmm. And if he wanted us to look backward, he would have put our eyes behind our head. He would have placed us in the back of our head so we could look backwards. Beyond that, he gave us two legs so we could walk. And he also gave us two hands so we can run towards life while carrying load because we couldn't run if we didn't have our hands. So my point is, no matter what you're facing in life right now, once you have a brain, two eyes, two legs, two hands, you're in the game. So get up and run towards the life you want to create. Don't let nobody hold you back from creating the life you want. Only hang with the people who will lift you up and who understand the importance of having fun and truly living. Anybody trying to do otherwise, put them on ice. Everybody has the right to happiness. It's never too late to create the life you want. What people say about you is none of your business. And to quote my little son, Russ, who has autism, you did a great job, guys. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. It's your girl, Basha. Uh... See you next time. Remember, happiness heals. I love you, queens. Bye. Bye. <laughs>